Welcome to Maker Mom, a podcast where I explore the stories of Maker Moms and the life they lead. Each week, I will bring you the behind the scenes story of a new Maker Mom. I'm Katie Freeman, a furniture designer and content creator running FreemanFurnishings.com and your host of the Maker Mom podcast. You can find Maker Moms hanging out in the Facebook community at Maker Moms and on the web at MakerMomPodcast.com. If you love what you hear, please subscribe, leave a stellar review, and share this out with other Maker Moms you know. Hello and welcome to episode 117 of the Maker Mom podcast. This week's guest is Emily of Product of Grace. Emily is a mom of two, soon to be three, wife, uh, and, and former math teacher, and now she is a DIYer and woodworker. So before we hop into the interview with Emily, I want to give a big shout out and thanks to the patrons over on Patreon. Thanks so much, Kevin Lefty's Woodshop. Christy Twisted Twine, Christina B, Jeremy Spies, Sammy Go Sammy Lee, Lauren Rasp File Designs, Sven Dwarf Size Workshop, Rachel Moody Makes, Bonnie Tool Mom Bonnie, ToolMomStore.com, Laura Oakley Soap Company, Mary Lou Made by Mary Lou, Amy Bison Valley Carving, Dan and Kelly Reclaim Living Store, Brandy Studio Obey, Kathy One Girl in Her Tools, Ellen Little Bear Furniture, and Ethan, Ethan Carr Designs. Thank you all so very much for your continued and ongoing support helping me to produce two episodes a week, every week. And with no further ado, this is Emily of Product of Grace. Okay, sounds good. And um, I always start with having my guests introduce themselves. So I'm going to let you do that when you're ready. Okay. Hi, my name's Emily. I'm a mother of two soon to be three. I am eight months pregnant. So within the next month, I'm going to be welcoming a little boy. Um, And when my kids are at school, I make things. I'm in my workshop every chance I get. Um, I joke that I'm always covered in sawdust because I love working with wood. I love working with my miter saw and just creating things. Awesome. How old are your uh, two older kiddos? They are five and almost four. So they're really close in age. And then we're going to have little brother, um, maybe on big brother's birthday. We'll see. Awesome. Um, All right. Well, before we dive into like, you know, uh, what you do woodworking wise and stuff, I want to ask, you know, where did you grow up and what were you interested in as a kid? Yeah, so I'm in Georgia and I grew up in Georgia. Um, I have always been kind of, I've had like a mathematical brain, but I've had a creative side as well. I was a dancer all throughout my childhood um, and I've always been crafty. I love making things, but at the same time, um, my favorite subject was math. I really love geometry and numbers and um, kind of using both sides of my brain. Okay. Um, What about when you were in high school? 
High school, I, um, it's kind of the same thing. I was on the math team and then I was in the spring musical. So okay, I, I did a little bit of both. Um, yeah. When you it say was, crafting, like when you were younger and stuff, what kind of things were you crafting? I would always watch my mom sew. So I was kind of picking up on everything she would do. Um, but mostly just paper crafting and um, simple artwork. But I, <laughs> yeah, just I, I loved making things. I see the same thing in my daughter. Um, we've got a craft room and I've got a shelf that's just for them. They can use anything on it and she will just constantly pull stuff down and put it together. And it's, it's just fun to see her make stuff too. Yeah. Uh, how about after high school? What did you do after high school? So I went to college at Georgia Tech and I studied architecture. And this was the first time that I actually um, really got a design training. But more than that, I started making things with my hands. Mm -hmm. So we started with chipboard models and we moved into basswood. And when I learned about after I learned how to make with my hands and using the exacto knife for every single cut, then they taught me how to use the laser cutter, uh, which was so much better and so much quicker. And then I really just enjoyed this idea of like being able to program and get an idea that I wanted executed and just be able to see it. Um, and that was probably the best major I could have picked. I really didn't know what I was picking when I picked it, but it was so perfect for me. It was a lot of fun. So did, I mean, did you then after college uh, go into being an architect? So I did not. I, um, I studied abroad my senior year. I was in Paris and this was 2009. And um, we had visiting professors come from home and they they all kind of said, you know, I'm, I'm sure you're aware of like the economic climate right now. And, but maybe what you don't realize is that construction is not happening in the US right now and no one's hiring in architecture. So let's go get a master's. And for me, I was broke and I could not <laughs> afford a master's in architecture. And um, I looked up some programs and realized that I could go get a master's in math education, um, essentially for free because I could pay it off if I taught in a high needs area. So mm. I pivoted and that's where I went. Um, and I spent five years in education. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and were you, you taught in Georgia? Then? I did. Yeah. I, I taught in two schools. I was in the city and then um, my husband and I moved to the suburbs. So um, the local school that I taught at is actually where my kids are zoned for now, which is um, pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I taught high school math. So I was with pre-calculus was probably the bulk of what I taught. And so a lot of trigonometry in that. And I find myself using it all the time now <laughs> um, just to calculate different angles and things like that. So it's, it's kind of fun to bring it full circle like that. Mm -hmm. When did, I mean, when did you get into, you know, making, um, working with wood on your own? 
in your own yeah. space? Well, so when we became homeowners is, is when we started or I started kind of playing with power tools. But um, it wasn't until this past year that I even built the first thing on my own. So um, one facet of my business is that we actually um, have a rental property that we flipped. And so I bring in some rental income through that. But um, we closed on that property the end of February, 2020. And um, <laughs> so then March hit. And right. this is a this is a beach condo. It's long distance for us. So we were trying to figure out how to one, get over there to just continue building. And, and because it was a, a total fixer upper, so much work to be done. Um, we ended up isolating there for a bit and just, I was able to just full-time mm-hmm. work on the space. Um, but the kind of the biggest hiccup was furniture, furniture deliveries, getting things shipped, mm-hmm. getting things fulfilled. And um, so it was like April or May when I said, the stuff's not coming in, I'm going to need to build it. And so I, I, I built three king beds and I was like, okay, what about the dining room? So then I built a dining table and then I started building the outdoor furniture. And I was like, this is so much fun. I love doing this. Um, And yeah, that was, it was kind of the first time I was on my own because my husband was still working full time. He was working from home, but I was, I was doing it myself and it was, it was awesome. And we're, I mean, Were you still working as a teacher at all when any no, of the pandemic hit? No, the when I had my daughter is when I stayed home. So I've been home for about five years now. Okay. Yeah. And I've I've just been staying home with her um, and my son. Um and yeah, so I had to kind of figure out schooling them remotely and things like that. There's they were still in preschool mm-hmm. last year. Now she's in kindergarten. So um not too intense, but <laughs> yeah. Um, when you were um, at the rental property fixing it up, I mean, is that something like you and your husband have done together before, like working together on that kind of renovation yeah, stuff? This was actually our second rental property. The first one um, we sold, and it was a one bedroom, it was in the same town. And we decided, um, okay, if a, if a two bedroom comes on the market for what we were able to sell the one bedroom for, then we'll go for it. And we actually ended up getting a three bedroom. It was in such bad shape that it was kind of the price of a two bedroom. And mm-hmm. um, so, yeah, this was our second go at that. And our first home, we actually sold this past year, 2020, I we sold two <laughs> properties and bought two properties. It was ridiculous um but it was it was cool so we're in a new a new house now because of the new baby um Mm -hmm. and we wanted an extra bedroom so um now I've been working on that on this new home and making it feel like home and getting his room ready but also 
just getting the space functional for us. So if I'm doing my math correctly, you became pregnant shortly after you started <laughs> really making. That's very true. <laughs> yes. I got to the point with the, um, with the rental property where we were almost finished with it. And then we just, we just decided that we wanted another child. Um, and that was never on our radar. I don't know what it is, but I've heard this from a lot of people this past year that something kind of, you know, switched and mm -hmm. they wanted another child. So here we are. Yeah. <laughs> Today's sponsor is Rasp and File Designs. Rasp and File was created to give new life to old things and create spaces that feel timeless unique and warm. Your home and business should be your sanctuary, a place of solace, and your personal piece of art. The owner and woodworker behind Rasp and File Designs is Lauren Matthews, and you can follow along and find out more information on Instagram. Just look up Rasp Filed Designs or on the internet at rfdesigns.squarespace.com. What has it been like, you know, I mean, kind of learning to work with all those power tools is one thing. Um, learning to work with all of those power tools uh, while early stages of pregnancy can be an entirely different thing. Very true. Yes. <laughs> what has um, that experience been like? I took a big break. Um, when we got our house on the market, or so we could buy and expand, um, I was about 14 weeks pregnant and we realized we needed a new deck. This was just going to be a selling factor. So that's when I started picking up the tools again, <laughs> but I did take off a few months before then. Cause I was just wiped out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Was, did you have any previous um, background with power tools? I know you mentioned the laser at school, but. Um, right. No, that tools? was just it. Never power tools. Um, typically with our renovations, I would save the cuts for my husband. And then I realized okay, if I want it done, what it is in my head, I've got to do it myself. <laughs> and so I got the courage to start trying it. And then I haven't looked back. Uh, what was, I mean, I'm assuming, kind of assuming that he um, helped you learn how to use all of those tools. Yeah, he did. He did. I definitely watched him and learned from him and he'll still assist me on stuff. He works from home and, um, I will, I'll text him all the time and say, can you come down here for a minute? <laughs> and he, he usually knows what he's getting into. I've either messed something up or I need a second set of eyes on something, but mm -hmm. yeah, it's, it's fun to work together too. What, uh, what kind of tools are you working with predominantly? Um, mostly it's my miter saw just because I really love the angles I can create. I've started playing with compound cuts and getting you know, the bevel and the miter mm -hmm. to do what you want it to do on a piece. Um, my favorite thing that I've made has been um, a set of geometric planners that is polyhedrons. And I had to figure out 
you know, how these planes are going to come together. So what type of angle does that look like with the wood? And I used to actually paper craft polyhedrons and it was so much easier because you're just folding mm -hmm. two dimensional paper. But now to work with wood, it's like a whole new element of how, how are you going to get these things together? Um, yeah, so my miter saw is my favorite, but I do have a, a CNC router that kind of takes me back to my architecture <laughs> school days because I can pretty much make anything that I can mm -hmm. get on the computer and get it onto wood. So that's, I'm still learning with that one, but it's, it's been fun to explore. With the, um, with the planners and stuff where you're experimenting with the angles, are you modeling it up in the computer first? No, I actually haven't modeled. I don't do a lot of computer modeling. I, I do a lot with just paper and pen. Um, I just feel like a tactile, I mm -hmm. can I do more that way. And then um, I'll, I'll create a lot of paper models. So I did, you know, play with paper <laughs> and then I started playing with some scrap wood and then I'll go for it. Okay. Um, is that, I mean, is that, do you think that's back to your training in school? With Maybe. the paper and pen? It might be. They really didn't let us like get into AutoCAD until we had mastered the drafting. And, mm -hmm. you know, they don't show you that that way until you <laughs> put in all your dues with the, the long processes. But um, yeah, it's just something about being able to like have it tangible and mm -hmm. makes it a little easier for me. What kind of lumber are you working with then? for your um, projects? So I actually haven't yet found like a local lumber, lumber yard, um, like a go-to spot mm -hmm. yet, because I'm, I feel like I'm a little new to the whole woodworking world, but um, I like the planners were just a, a white wood. It was a budget DIY challenge. Mm -hmm. And um, like, what could you make for under $20 was kind of the theme for that one. And then um, recently I turned a, I turned an armchair into a rocker and all I used was a two by four. <laughs> so um, just kind of challenging myself to use like what anyone could really find mm -hmm. at their big box store. Because a lot of what I do, I will, I do on Instagram and I put um, the tutorials out there for other people. So trying to make the, the wood accessible to them too. Mm -hmm. I'm um, branching out. I'm going to try to make a, a kitchen table soon and use maple. So that'll be, you know, an experience with hardwood. I've worked with oak before, but um, yeah, I'm excited to try maple and see. Awesome. Are you, I mean, so I, I mean, I found you obviously through Instagram, but yeah. um, do you also like, do you have a blog for your tutorials that you put stuff up so on? So I am, I've decided that once I have a baby, I'm going to have a lot more time to write and <laughs> less time to actually get in the shop. So I plan to um, build out a blog this year okay. and I'll, um, yeah, I'll link to it through my Instagram. So for now, everything's on Instagram, but hopefully I'll be able to build that out and make some written tutorials. When you got started, I mean, were you posting on Instagram right away or is this kind of like new to the journey? 
Yeah, um, fairly new. So I, I had this Instagram account and I'd been using it um, for my business, but my business has shifted dramatically. I was really just like crafting items and putting them on Etsy. And then I decided when we bought this new house, end of October, that I was going to just revamp this account and just take it from closing day to like everything that we did while we were here. So, um, so far I've really been only at it for a few months with Instagram, but it's been so fun to just connect with other people who do this too and to inspire each other and encourage each other. So yeah, with the, like with the DIY challenge, were you collaborating with other uh, makers on, on yes. Instagram? I was. Yeah. So we got five of us together and we each took a different day of the week and we each did a DIY for under $20. What, I mean, how did that all come about that collaboration? Yeah, so I just reached out to four people whose accounts that I was loving. And I was like, do you guys want to do this? And, um, cause I've seen those collaborations happen before. And I was like, well, if I want it to happen for me, maybe I need to make it happen. So let me reach out to some people. And it was, um, it was a really fun week. It was very cool. Mm-hmm. What I, I have seen those kind of popping up more and more, um, especially 2020. I think we all kind of were like, I don't know, just wanting to like work with other people again yeah. after being yeah. connect with people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Connect with people after being kind of, uh, in solitude for so long. Yeah. Um, were these um, other makers, peop- like, I think that were they were all women? They were all women. Okay. Yeah. And they were all working with wood for their projects. So they, um, I think, yeah, each of them used a miter saw and um, mm-hmm. just made different various things for the home. Okay. So, I mean, you said you reached out to them, you've been following and loving their stuff. Are, did you have any kind of virtual relationship with them uh, um, before this? Not so much, like, but since then, I feel like we've been each other's biggest cheerleaders with, you know, always encouraging and following each other's projects. So that's, mm-hmm. it's fun to like, once you've kind of established that, then you've got this friendship moving forward. Mm-hmm. And what's your vision with your business? Are you, um, I mean, it sounds like, you know, if you're, you're following the journey from closing all the way through to what you're doing in your home, are you making like custom pieces for anybody or um, is your business more like around content of what you're creating? Um, I've definitely enjoyed the content creator side, but I have, I found that like certain things that I make, like the geometric things are are pretty specific to me and my Mm -hmm. capabilities. And so um, those are pieces that I do want to sell. And so I'm building inventory right now. And I do, um, I've had some orders for some trays that I made. I made like a geometric patterned uh, tray. Mm -hmm. And then I'm ready to start making more of those planners and just explore different different pieces that I haven't yet kind of seen out there and try to make Mm -hmm. those and and sell a few of those. Do you think the like the new CNC will help in like production 
type of that versus like hand cutting everything? It, uh, it might, if I get better <laughs> at it, it definitely could. <laughs> I feel like the time I'll spend learning how to do all that, it will eventually pay off and help me save time um, later. But yeah, for now, I've just been making like cutouts with that. And, um, but I'm, I would love to learn how to machine and get something three-dimensional. I can carve and I can cut out, but I'm, I'm still trying to Mm -hmm. figure out all of it. Yeah. It's a, I mean, it's an entirely different process and way of, of thinking about, you know, tool paths and all of that type of stuff is different than just a straight cut right very much so yeah (laughs) hey makers i want to tell you a little bit about today's episode's sponsor athena outfitters so when i'm in the market for a new pair of work boots i do a ton of research make sure i'm getting something that's going to fit right and going to last Well, Athena Outfitters is a quality workwear brand for hardworking women that has tons of experience with footwear. They've taken the time to select the very best shoes and boots made by each of the most reliable footwear brands. And when I shop at Athena Outfitters site, it saves me time and energy because I trust that they found the best shoes for every job and activity. Plus bonus, you can shop online. So next time you need new work boots or some other type of high performance shoe, check out athenaoutfitters.com, gear with grit. And Athena is A-T-H-E-N-A and then outfitters.com. You can also get a special discount at checkout by using the coupon code MM. That's capital M, capital M, 15 for 15% off any purchase just because you're a listener of the podcast. All right, let's hop back into the episode. Um, when, you know, when baby comes along and you're hoping to start launching, uh, you know, a blog type space, are you looking to uh, partner with brands around that or how do you see you know growing the content side of the business um yeah maybe there are there are a few brands that I'm like really loyal to now and no one's um paying me to say that um, yeah. but it would be nice <laughs> if they did you know <laughs> that'd be great um so we'll see you know what what would come of that but yeah I'd, I'd be open to any opportunities like that did have have you followed along with other blogs at this point in time to understand, like, I guess what that world is all about? Yeah. Um, well, I, you know, I didn't, I really kind of started on Instagram. I have a, a real life friend who, you know, I kind of have seen that yes. when you're talking about Instagram, <laughs> a real life friend who um, started her home account like uh, over a year ago and I was just watching her do this and was like I, I want to do that too I want to put it out there and like you know collaborate with people and 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 kind of show off what we can all make and mm-hmm. um so that really inspired me to get started but 
Um, no blogs specifically, like I'm, I don't follow anyone um, per se, but. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You're going to be soon a mom of three. How do you foresee like managing kind of getting really launching the business? Right. Yeah. I'm hoping, um, I know I'm in my mind. I'm like, okay, well, my daughter will be at school and then my son will be at preschool. And then it'll, you know, I'm trying to like divide and conquer mm -hmm. a little bit of it. But, um, I mean, my husband's super supportive and he will, um, you know, do whatever he can to help me get off the ground. So, um, we'll see. I'll take it one day at a time. I, I don't even remember what the newborn stage is like. <laughs> I do remember I didn't sleep much. So, um, yeah, maybe those sleepless nights I can be working on something. <laughs> what do, I mean, uh, what's been kind of the relationship with your two oldest kiddos watching you like really dive into making and working with wood? It's been really fun. My, they both love to help the, in very separate ways. Like my daughter wants to be hands-on and then my son, he just wants to be with me while I'm doing it. Um, but it's, it's been really sweet and it's, it's so cool to like, to get them involved in, in different ways. Um, and just see them watch me do it is, is fun. Mm -hmm. When you're making your furniture pieces, have you been designing those from scratch or? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I actually don't, I've never worked with someone else's plans just because, um, I almost need to like see what I want in my head and then get it on paper and then figure out the cuts from there. Um, but, you know, it, especially just watching other people DIY, you, you pick up ideas and you pick up um, just different things that maybe you wouldn't have considered otherwise. And so I definitely have pulled from different places for sure with just, um, learning like different joinery or different, mm -hmm. different finishes, different things like that. But, um, yeah, I, I like to start on my own with, with the plans. Okay. So as you've been doing that and building, um, what's your experience been like, uh, as a woman and, even more so maybe as a pregnant woman working in that space. Yeah. As far as like the outside world's perception. Right. You know, it's, it's intimidating. Um, it almost even give yourself like, call yourself a woodworker. If you like, maybe I need a little more credentials behind me before I can do that. But it's like, well, I work with wood and you know, I make things and I'm pretty good at it. Um, but um even, you know, when I went to engineering school, it was predominantly male and then STEM fields are predominantly male. And um, I think as women, um, we've got the talent too. And sometimes people just need to see that and then mm -hmm. <laughs> we'll take it seriously. Mm -hmm. Do you 
so you said you're predominantly working with stuff you get like materials you can purchase at big box stores and stuff mm -hmm. um have you had any experiences of i don't know uh any flack received when going there to purchase materials no you know i don't i don't feel like i've got like i don't have many people following me who are going to be like what are you doing with that mm -hmm. um you know um yeah i've my audience is is kind of more of the people who understand that and do the same um but I mean, even just for myself, I would love to find like a, a local hard hardwood dealer and and just explore different woods and different mm -hmm. different things. And and not because I feel like some sort of pressure to do so, but just because I think it'd be fun to work with. Yeah. You said you worked with oak, but you're gonna be making a table out of maple. Like how are you figuring out how to source that and um yeah, well, I'm like able so to gonna, mill it up and everything. Right. I'm going to use for this table, I'm going to use um, plywood for the center and then some solid boards for the outside. And I plan to make it hexagonal and then to route it out and make it round. Mm -hmm. um, so we'll see. If right now, this one's in my head. And then <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those where I've got to, you know, got to try it and see mm -hmm. how it works. But so far, so good. Um, with my crazy ideas, they work out eventually. Um. Um, so, but are you being able to, I guess, like source what you need from your big box store? Or yeah, you kind of I can actually get those. I've ordered those from Home Depot and, um, okay. yeah. Okay. Um, and when do you think you'll be able to like, start your project, especially uh, you have a little one coming very soon? Right. So <laughs> I constantly, I'm, I'm pretty much, I can, I can work for a few hours a day. So I've, right now I'm in like prioritizing mode. Um, so this table is going to make our life easier because um, right now we couldn't even fit five around our kitchen table. So I'm like, well, let's, let's go ahead and make a new kitchen table then. Um, so that might be my last big build, but I'm still working on smaller stuff and finishing mm -hmm. up the nursery. Um, we'll see if I have time after the table. I'd love to do more in my husband's office. I started that. I made him some doors because this was just an open formal living room. Mm -hmm. And, um, I found myself saying, your dad's on a call. Your dad's on a call. Right. <laughs> too much this year. So yeah, made some doors for that, but um, he needs some more storage in here too. So we'll, we'll see what I can get to. And then everything else can wait and it'll come eventually. And How did, what's your process for like, yeah, you've prioritized stuff like to even like work through that list. Like, uh -huh. how do you find yourself, you know, just being able to get something off the list done, juggle kids, yeah. social media, <laughs> all of that stuff? Mm -hmm. um, I really have like a running list of ideas in my head at all times. And I feel like that'll probably never run dry because there's always something that I want to do. Um, but I it's almost not hard to, to tackle it because I, it's what I want to be doing. So I make the time for it. 
Um, I, I'll find the time. I'll find a way to 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 work on it at some point during the day, and then um, and then once I've started, I really just want to get it finished. So um, I don't necessarily find myself like jumping around with different projects, but I will say I jump around with different rooms, like. Mm -hmm. I got the office where it needed to be with the doors. And then I was like, okay, let's move on to something else. Um, yeah. And then there's just little stuff left in the nursery. So I'm like, well, I can do that at 39 weeks pregnant. So <laughs> we'll see if I make it that far. Right. Yeah. What's your, like, I guess, what's your kind of average time for a project for completion? Um, you know, with these these doors it probably took me a month because I was um I made four doors from scratch and I hung them and I put them on hinges and that that may have been like the longest thing I've done mm -hmm. and then I've completed some things in a day like the planners or the trays um but I I'd say for the most part maybe like a week mm -hmm. is probably pretty average time frame for mm -hmm. one of my belts. Hi makers. Today's episode is brought to you by toolmomstore.com. Toolmom and company is for all ages, genders. They have what you need for your one-stop tool-related merchandise of gifts and clothing. Uh, the products are fun, fashionable, one-of-a-kind. In fact, I have two of the mugs. Uh, one has a circular saw with flames coming off of it. It says, Go Girl. Another one has the definition of a tool chick. Both of them are super awesome, and I have coffee out of them almost every morning. So check out toolmomstore.com or find them on Instagram at toolmombonnie. You can receive an extra 20% off at a checkout by using the code MAKERMOM. When you made the furniture for the rental, like, what was, I mean, did you make it all while you guys were there? Like the beds and the kind dining of, room but table? not really. Um, like, we were back and forth quite a bit. And so that was like a logistical be in itself to figure out, okay, how many days here, how many days back? And especially when we didn't have furniture there, <laughs> so mm -hmm. how are we going to sleep for four nights? And um, mm -hmm. so, yeah, actually the first thing we did was we um, assembled bunk beds for the kids and we're just like, okay, you guys have a corner <laughs> and then we'll sleep on air mattresses. Right. Um, but um, for instance, like with the outdoor table that I made I made the top at home and then the minivan <laughs> got it there and then assembled it with the legs to make it you know because it wasn't going to fit in the van with the legs right right yeah okay and I mean I guess I find it a little interesting about putting furniture in the rental because like does that mean you have to like move it all out when it gets rented um, or? No. Well, so uh, mostly the, um, the, the beach town where that is, most of the units always sell um, furnished. Oh, so I don't okay. feel like we'll ever kind of need to change that. It, when it, when we became the owners, it was furnished, but it was, 
I mean, <laughs> we, we opened the closets and we just started pulling out mattresses. We had 11 box springs and mattresses total. We had to get a huge dumpster. It was like a lot of it wasn't salvageable. What we could save, um, we did save and I did update some pieces um, and then, you know, donated what we could. But um, yeah, it, I don't think we'll ever have to move out of there. We'll just sell it furnished when we do sell it. <laughs> okay. Uh, and is it because of where it's located? I mean, are you talking, are these like seasonal rentals? Yeah, it's okay. seasonal. Um, so we were renting it out six months out of the year and then we took it off for the off season and we're able to kind of go down there when we could mm -hmm. and then maintain it. Um, so I did some, like I recently just painted the bathroom floors there, just a simple mm -hmm. DIY homeowners project, but I did it there and I showed it on my Instagram cause it's pretty mm -hmm. relatable. Um, but yeah, so, you know, we'll upkeep every year in the winter and then get it ready for spring and summer. Okay. How did you guys even like get into the rental like game? One of the spontaneous <laughs> decisions <laughs> that I feel like we are known for, um, kind of like, you know, our third child on the way here. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we were vacationing there and it was honestly, it was like the end of a trip and we were checking Zillow because we didn't want to leave. <laughs> mm -hmm. And there was something in our budget and we're like, okay, let's call a realtor. Let's go check it out. And we really did. And then we put in an offer and I was like, oh, well, I guess now we are <laughs> rental property owners. <laughs> um, yeah, which comes with a whole host of its own set of like headaches. Um, yeah, I we do imagine. have like a property manager who's local, mm -hmm. which helps just create a buffer and they can handle some things that come up. But yeah, things come up just like they would in your own home, like plumbing issues and, mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So yeah, I live in a college town. Uh, and so a lot of places um, in and around are a lot of they built uh, in the community, a lot of those like zero lot line um, places, you know, which are kind of essentially condos or duplex uh -huh. type places. Um, but they're always being bought like pretty much like within a day of it being put on the market. Oh, yeah. Because people turn them into rentals for all of the college students. So it's always been it's been like one of those things since we moved here of like, huh, I wonder if that could really turn into like something that could produce income without a ton of effort being put in. Yeah. It. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? Um, unfortunately though, my wife's not as spontaneous as me in oh, the sense okay. of like being able yeah. to just well, sometimes you need someone to ground you. you That's know? right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like my my husband is my grounder, you know, but it then he'll get an idea too. He'll be yes. like, let's do it. You know, when it comes to like having a property at the beach, he was, he could be convinced. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I'm yeah. sure. Um, is that what helps like um, income wise, I guess, you know, 
being your husband uh, still works full time. Yeah. Like your business is just kind of getting off. So I would assume it's not like a full time. Right. Coming from. That yeah, right it's not, you know, my, my shop, um, I had a, like an Etsy shop, but I, it really wasn't even the direction that I'm in right now. And um, I think that this, it's kind of been nice to, to take like a step back and then realize, okay, this is actually what I'm passionate about and what mm-hmm. I want to be doing. And so, yeah, I don't necessarily have like my woodworking producing income right now. Um, mm-hmm. but the, the rental income helps and that's, this one of my ongoing <laughs> work, <laughs> I would say. Um, but it, I mean, you were doing paper crafts, you were doing other crafting, you had an Etsy store to put other things up before what you are making now. So creating, it sounds like is something that you are not just passionate about, but almost need to do. I would say that's probably true. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I need an outlet. I do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think this is it. This definitely. What do you find from this outlet? Like what, what drives you to gravitate towards this versus, you know, the many other things that are out there that somebody can. Yeah. Um, Honestly, I don't know what it is, but it's, it's just what I want to be spending my time on. I love like taking an idea in my head and then seeing it come to life um, and making it myself. I I do uh, sometimes, you know, these, you're not always saving money when you do it yourself, but you're, you're really enjoying it. So Mm -hmm. that's the part of it for me. Right. Yeah. uh, I think it's a misnomer. People think uh, things that are handmade or you make yourself is cheaper. And it may be like, if you just looked at material costs, right? But the, the right. time that you put into it, yes, uh, is extensively more than what it takes to go purchase something Definitely. off the shelf. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, what kind of things do you have in that craft room that you get to, you know, kind of joint craft with the kiddos in? Yeah, so we just got like painting supplies and tons of. Um, paper and just all sorts of, um, you know, different markers and stuff for them, but that's where my Cricut machine is. And that's, Mm. it's even where my CNC is. So I feel like (laughs) I've kind of got them both, (laughs) you know, it's, it's like a, it's like an updated Cricut. It can do a whole lot more. Yeah. Um, but that's, you know, eventually when I build the kitchen table I'm going to bring that table into the craft room Mm. so we can sit around it and do more in there you said your daughter really gets into crafting things what what kind of things does she gravitate towards crafting she the other day she just emptied a bottle of glue on some paper and (laughs) put everything she could on it Um, but she really, I mean, she's got an eye for stuff too. She said, it's mom, it's a melted snowman. And I thought, oh, okay. Yes. <laughs> there, it is. Of course. How did I not see that? Exactly. Um, yeah. But, um, she will take, she'll take wood scraps and she's like, can I use this? I'm like, yeah, of course you can. And then she'll just, you know, stack them up and make something and 
fun stuff like that. Yeah. Have they gotten into asking uh, if they can get your help to make something with the cricket or the CNC? They have not yet. I mean, the first thing I cut out on the CNC was my daughter's name. So she loved that. And she, <laughs> I think she was like, well, it did what it needed to do. I've got All my right. name now. <laughs> um, but, you know, they, it is, it's cool to like get it going and let it run. And then um, while it's running, I can, it's right next to like right. our playroom and stuff like that. So um, I can mom while it makes <laughs> That's so nice. I need to get one of those. Yeah, it's fun, you know, and then I'm thinking about it. I'm like, well, I just spent all this time programming it, but it's okay. At least now it gets to run and do. Right. And once you, once you get the program up, I would assume that's saved. So going yeah. forward, like right. if you're running the same thing. Yes. No t- yeah, not I can just time. run it again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, does does your husband get jealous of your your fun tools like the CNC? He is super supportive. He surprised <laughs> me with the CNC. Um, I mentioned it like one one day I was scrolling Instagram. I was like, oh, this would be so awesome. And I wasn't even dropping hints. I right. was just like, genuinely, <laughs> that would be amazing. And then he goes in like gets it on Black Friday. And I was like, this is so cool. Thank you. <laughs> um, so yeah, he's just been like, awesome about supporting this new hobby and this new um, business idea and so that's I'm I'm grateful definitely what about the people in your life in real life people uh, uh-huh. family friends uh, are they surprised at all that you're going down this path probably not I think this is like typical me right here because I've always been making stuff, but like when I give gifts, it's handmade stuff. It's like, and it's, it's funny how it's evolved too. Like um, this year I made everyone some charcuterie boards and I engraved monograms with the CNC. But years ago, I like made everyone a floral wreath, you know, it's like, <laughs> so it's just kind of evolved and yeah, they, they, I think they expect it from me. <laughs> Do you think it's going to in uh, evolve any further? It probably will. I mean, I'm, to be honest, I'm like, I have no idea what to expect with this third child and then kind of what my capabilities are going to be. And so maybe I'll be going back to a little bit more of like the lap projects, um, mm-hmm. but we'll see. Mm-hmm. Well, Emily, we're like at the end of our time together. So I want to make sure you get a chance to let people know uh, where and how they can find you and follow along with you. Yeah, great. So I'm right now exclusively on Instagram at Product of Grace Designs. Um, I love to DIY and to make and most of what I do, I will create tutorials for so that people can follow too. I save everything to a highlight, um, for reference and, um, yeah, would love to see some people over there. Awesome. Thanks so much for taking the time to chat with me. Thank you. This was fun. Yeah. 
All right, again, that was Emily of Product of Grace. You can find the links on how you can follow along with her in the description for the episode on your podcast app. If you enjoyed this week's episode and all of the other episodes, please remember to hit subscribe, like, comment, head on over to iTunes, leave a five-star review. All of that helps the algorithms know that not only do you enjoy the podcast, but others like you may enjoy it as well. Please also follow along with the podcast over on Instagram at MakerMomPodcast. And make sure to share with your friends about uh, your new favorite podcast. Let them know what fabulous maker you just learned about. Head on over to uh, Patreon. Look at, uh, check out joining the tribe there. There's several different tier levels. The tiers come with, you know, different merchandise, maybe a coffee mug or a t-shirt or sticker or all of the above. Um, No matter what level you choose, you get access to additional content, such as live interviews, which means if you're a patron, you will get access to the Zoom link for one of my interviews, and you can hang out on the Zoom call with me, and when I'm done interviewing our maker guest, you will get a chance to ask your own questions. So if any of that sounds like something fun, then go ahead and uh, check out patreon.com forward slash maker mom podcast and uh, see how you can can join up. And just another note about uh, Patreon. So Patreon really does help um, support the podcast on an ongoing and continued basis. Uh, that means it helps me pay for the hosting of the feed for the podcast. It helps pay for um, Zoom, the advanced Zoom that I need in order to conduct the interviews and um, and all of that good jazz. So just so you know a little bit more about what the, the money from um, all these wonderful patrons goes to, that's a little bit behind the scenes. All right, when I am not making podcasts, you can find me designing and making furniture and other home decor at freemanfurnishings.com and at Freeman Furnishings pretty much across all the social media like Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Facebook, LinkedIn, Pinterest. I think that's all of them. I am active on a daily basis though on Instagram and TikTok. That's where, you know, I keep posting about whatever current project or projects I have going on at the time. So we'd love to have you follow along with me over there. Say hi. Let me know that you found me through the podcast. Um, I always love hearing about people listening to the podcast. Uh, Yeah, so it's Friday. Have a good weekend. I hope you get out, make something, and until next week, I will see you later. Thank you for listening to the Maker Mom podcast. You can connect with the Maker Mom community in the Facebook group page, Maker Moms. And remember, if you enjoyed listening to this episode, please subscribe, leave an awesome review, and share this out with other Maker Moms you know. Thank you.